Hilchus Nachlis, the laws of inheritance, chapter 2. This chapter contains 17 halachas dealing with the law of the firstborn of his father who takes a double share in the inheritance of his father. Halacha Aleph, Habachoyer Neutel Pishnayim Benichsei Ovib. A Bechor, a firstborn of his father, takes a double share in the inheritance of the property of his father, Shenemar, because the Torah provides to give unto him a double share. For example, if the father died and he left over five sons, and one of these sons was a firstborn, was a Bechor, the Bechor takes one-third of the property. That is, the property is divided not into five shares for the five sons, but into six shares. And the Bechor takes two of these six, or one-third. And each one of the four ordinary sons, notel shtus, takes one-sixth. If the father left nine sons, the one who is a Bechor, notel chabishis, he takes... Uh, two-tenths or one-fifth of the property and each one of the eight ordinary sons takes one-tenth and so in this manner of division we always divide depending on how many sons there are if one is a Bechor that is we divide it into a number of shares that's one more than the number of sons and the Bechor takes two of these shares the ordinary sons each take one. Haloch and Beis. Bechor shenoilat achar misas oviv. A Bechor who was born after his father had died. Einoi noitel pishnayim. That is, the father died, and thereafter his widow gave birth to this Bechor. Einoi noitel pishnayim. This Bechor does not take a double share. This would have to be, for instance, if the father had two wives... And after the father died, one wife gave birth to the Bechor, and then another wife gave birth to an ordinary son. Or one wife, uh, or he had one wife, and she gave birth to twins, one of whom was born first and was a Bechor, and the other one was an ordinary son. In any case, Bechor if the Bechor was born after the father died, he does not take a double share. We have only an ordinary division here, Shenemar, because the Torah provides, it shall be on the day that he will give the inheritance to his sons, then the Torah provides, the Bechor, he has to recognize as a Bechor and give him the double share, even though his mother was not the favorite wife. And therefore, it's only if he is recognizing the son and giving over the inheritance. But if the father is already dead, there is no double share. If the child, at the time the father was born, the child was in the process of being, at the time the father died, the child was in the process of being born. If his father had already appeared, while the father was still living, even though the full head did not emerge out into the open world, until after the father was dead, nevertheless he is considered to have been born while the father was alive, and he does take a double share.
if the firstborn child was of indeterminate sex because he had uh, skin growing over the sexual organs and we did not know if it was a male, a bachor, or if it was a female, and the father died, and after the father died, they performed an operation on this firstborn child and discovered him to be a male, even though it now turns out that he was in fact a Bechor even when the father was living, nevertheless, since it was not discovered that he was definitely a male until after the father was dead, he does not take a double share. And if it was not the firstborn child, if this tumtum, this one of indeterminate sex, was one of the ordinary children, and after the father died, they performed this operation and discovered that it was a male. He does not reduce the amount by, uh, of the extra share of the Bechor. We will explain in the next halacha what this means. Shenemar, how do we know that if it was a male and we didn't know that he was a male until after the father died, that it does not count, Shenema, because the Torah provides in Halacha Kitevsi, the Yaldu Bonim, that his wives will give birth to sons for him. What does that mean? That at the time that he's born, it has to be a son. That is, we have to know that this was a son, and not that it was discovered later to be a son. What do we mean that this ordinary child who was operated on and discovered to be a male does not reduce the amount of the double share of the Bechor. That means, for example, if the father had one son who was a Bechor, a firstborn, and he had two ordinary sons, and also this indeterminate child who was operated on and discovered to be a male. In determining the extra share for the Bechor, we determine it as follows. We do not pay any attention to this indeterminate child. And we assume that there are only three children, the Bechor and the two definitely male ordinary sons. And so we divide the property into four as if there were just three children, one of whom is a Bechor, we divide it into four. The Bechor takes two shares. The Bechor takes one quarter. One share of that is his extra share. So he takes Revia Hamam and one quarter of the property, Bechelech HaBechor, as his extra share of a Bechor. That is, in determining his share, for his extra share, we make believe that there were no other children here except the two definitely male ordinary sons. And the three quarters of the money that's left over now after the Bechor has taken his extra share, his quarter, there are now three quarters left. Now the four children, that is, the Bechor and the two ordinary sons and the Tumtum who had been operated on, divide that equally. A child, if he was even one day old, even on the day he was born, if he was already born, at the time the father died, he does serve to, to count as a share before the extra share of the Bechor 
is determined, and he does reduce the amount of the Bechor's extra share. Avaloyhaubar, but not an embryo, a fetus that's still in the mother, that is, was not yet born at the time the father died, he is not counted at all in determining what the extra share of the Bechor is. Uvein shenoilad. A son that's born after the father died does not reduce the extra share of the Bechor. If we have a doubt about a certain son, whether he was a Bechor or he was just an ordinary son, for example, there are two, two sons were mixed up and we, they were confused together and we don't know which one is the Bechor and which is it. The uh, second born, in such a case, the Bechor does not take his extra share. Because the rule always is, one who wants to take money from someone else has to bring proof. Here, since the Bechor cannot bring proof, he is not entitled to his extra share. What do we do in such a case? If it was not a case that they were born and we never knew who was the Bechor. We knew which one was the Bechor and which one was the ordinary one. But later on they were mixed together. What can these two do? They give a power of eternity one to the other. So that each one says, if I am the Bechor, I give you the right to collect the extra share from me. For me, and then these two together can take the extra share away from the other brothers who we know are not bechayres, since they're definitely one of the two is a bechor, and one of the two was at one time known to be a bechor and entitled to an extra share. So even though neither one can take the share away from the other, but the two together, if they operate jointly, can take this extra share away from the other brothers. The Imloiho crew, if however it was never known which one was the Bechor, for example, if they were born while the mother was in hiding somewhere in a cave and no one was ever there, she was in hiding from, from some invasion, from some enemy force that was there, and she gave birth and no one ever knew who the Bechor was. They were born at, this, at one time together in a cave. They cannot give a power of attorney one to the other, and there is no Bechor at all here because the extra share of the Bechor belongs only in a case where it is, there it was a Bechor that the father knew about definitely that this is his Bechor. Someone who had two sons, one was a Bechor, one was an ordinary son, and both of them died while the father was still living, and they left over children. The Bechor left over a daughter, and the ordinary son left over a son. The uh, son of the ordinary son, he inherits from his grandfather's property one-third. That means his father's share. And the daughter of the firstborn son, she inherits two-thirds. Because that is her father's share. And this same rule applies. With the 
nephews, that is, if uh, the ones who are inheriting here are not descendants of the deceased because he left no descendant, but there are uh, sons of the deceased's brothers are inheriting. So if one of the brothers was a Bechor, he or his descendants take two shares. Or if it's sons of the father, uh, of the brothers of the fathers of the deceased, that is, cousins of the deceased. Uh, so if one was a Bechor, he or his descendants take two shares. Or Bechol or any case uh, where heirs are inheriting, a Bechor takes two shares. If the father of one of these who are inheriting was a Bechor, he or his descendants takes a share for the Bechor, for the firstborn, which belongs to him. The one who is inheriting in his place takes the double share of his father. If the mother died and her sons are inheriting her, the Bechor does not take a double share in his mother's property. For example, Bechor and an ordinary son who inherited from their mother, they share equally. And there is no Bechor here, either a Bechor Lenachla, the ordinary Bechor of inheriting, that is the Bechor of the father, or Shehoya Peterechem, a Bechor of his mother, the firstborn of her womb. It doesn't matter what kind of Bechor he is, he's not entitled to any second, to any double share. Halochetes Bechor Lenachla. A Bechor of his father, who inherits the double share, who Hanoilet Lo Avrisha, that means the firstborn of the father, Shenemar, because the Pesach requires in Kitetze Kihure Shis Oinoi. He, this firstborn son, is the first of the power, of the strength of his father, that is the firstborn of the father, and we pay no attention to any other children of the mother. Even if she had several other sons before him, from some different husband, since this one is the firstborn of his father, even though he's not a Bechor to his mother, he inherits a double share of his father's property. Someone who was born after his mother had already given birth, that, that is, his mother or one of his father's wife had given birth to some stillborn child or some uh, miscarried child that did not survive. Even if the stillborn or miscarried child uh, had uh, had his head his head had emerged while he was still living. Habo, nevertheless, this does not count. Habo the child that's born after him and did survive is the firstborn and receives the double share in the inheritance. And similarly, a case if the child was a full term nine months baby that was born and when his head emerged he was already dead. Since he was born and he was dead already and never lived at all, the one that's born after him is considered the firstborn for purpose of inheritance. Because when the Torah requires that it be the first of his strength, that means actually the first offspring that he gave birth to, that means the first 
of his strength, that means one who was born and no one other, no other one was born before him that came into the world alive. If it was a full-term baby of nine months whose head emerged while he was alive, even though he then died and was born fully, he was already dead. The one that comes after him is not a Bechor for purposes of inheritance. One that's born by caesarean section, that is through an incision in the mother's belly, rather than the by the normal birth process, and the one that's born after the caesarean birth, both of them are not Bechor, and there is no Bechor here. Harishan, the first one, is not a Bechor, because he was not born normally, and the Torah says that for the a double share of a Bechor, it requires and they shall give birth to sons for him. And the second one, because he's not a Bechor at all, some other son was born before him. If a father had sons while the father was still a Goy, and then he converted and became a Jew, and then he had Jewish children, he has no Bechor for inheritance. The first sons do not inherit them since they are Goyim, and the later son uh, does not receive a double share because he's not the firstborn. However, if a Jew had illegitimate children from non-Jewish women slaves or from non-Jewish women altogether, since such sons are not considered to be his children at all, children that are born to him afterwards, from a Jewish woman, the first one of them is his Bechor for inheritance. And he does take a double share. If the Bechor was a Mamzer, was uh, born by some sinful union, Nevertheless, since it is his son, and he is the firstborn, he takes a double share. Because the Torah says, The Bechor, the firstborn, even if he is the son of a despised wife, nevertheless the father must recognize him to give him the double share. What does it mean, a despised wife? That means a wife who, when he married her, when he took her to wife, was despised. And needless to say, uh, he will ta- he will take a double share if it was uh, a legitimate marriage in which there was only a prohibition against it. Uh, for example, if it was a Kohen who married a Grusha, a divorced woman, or a woman who had had chalitza, uh, in which case this marriage does take effect. Needless, needless to say that a son, the firstborn son of such a marriage, will take a double share. How do we determine who is a Bechor? After all, women generally do not give birth in front of competent male witnesses, so we have to take the word of someone who is, other than people who are ordinary quali- ordinarily qualified to be witnesses in court. So there are three types of people who are qualified to testify that someone is a Bechor. Chaya, the Imoi Ve'oviv, the midwife, the mother of the child, the father of the child. Chaya Miyad, the midwife can testify immediately. Sheim Amra, if a woman gave birth to twins and the midwife 
said, This one was born first, we believe her. But she can only testify this immediately, and not years later. Imoy, the mother of the child called Shivas Yebeha the whole week, seven days following the birth. Nemenas Loimar, she is believed if she says, Zehu Abchor, this one is the Bechor. Aviv Lioilam, the father is believed forever. Afilu even if the father says about someone that we never knew at all was his son, we never knew that this person was this was a son of this father, and the father said, this person is my son, and he is my bechor, Nemon, he is believed. And similarly, if he said concerning a son whom everyone knew to be his firstborn son, he said, the fact is that he's not my firstborn son, I have an older son somewhere else, Nemon, the father is believed. A father who became mute and was unable to speak, and now when he's making out his will, he's settling his estate, and uh, we want to know who is his Bechor, if the father is unable to speak, so we examine him in the same way that we question someone who is unable to speak and he wants to give a get, uh, he wants to divorce his wife. We have to question him as to whether he really wants to divorce her. How do we question him? We ask him a number of questions which can be answered yes or no, and he gives a sign of his answer by shaking his head, and if we see that he answers yes with a sign that means yes, and he answers no with a sign that means no, then we understand that he's able to answer in this manner. And if he gave a proper sign with his head, or he was able to write, and he wrote that this is his Bechor, and we have examined him, and we see that he knows what he's saying with his head, or he knows what he's writing, this is a good enough as a testimony here, and when the father dies, this Bechor will take a double share. If witnesses testify that they heard this person's father saying, he was saying so and so, he said, made certain statements, and from those statements, we can infer that this is his Bechor. Such a Bechor can take two shares. And even though the father did not state clearly and did not say outright, this is my son who is a Bechor, nevertheless, if he made some statement from which we infer that he meant that it's a Bechor, that's also good enough. Halacha Yud Zayin, Shabu Min Ha'av, if the witnesses heard the father saying, Zebni Bechor, this son of mine is a Bechor, this son is not entitled to take a double share because of such a testimony. Because he did not say it's a my Bechor, he just said he's a Bechor. Shema Bechor who maybe this son is a Bechor of his mother, but not of the father. And that's what the father meant by saying he's a Bechor. We can only accept the testimony if they heard the father saying, Beni Bechori, it's my son, my Bechor.